Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and today I want to talk about our ability to learn and adapt. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, and that doesn't feel too far off from what we're doing with our drinking. We always seem to believe that it's going to be different this time, even when it's consistently been horrible every time before. In this episode, you'll learn about cognitive flexibility and how being inflexible greatly increases the risk of developing a problem with alcohol. I have a lot of interesting studies to go over about how alcohol affects our ability to adapt the way we think and learn new information. And at the end of the episode, I'll go over five tips for becoming a more flexible person. So let's dig in. Oh, 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 oh,
Why does every moderation strategy seem like it's going to be the one that works when the past 512 moderation strategies have not worked? Why does it always seem like it'll be different this time after we get a little bit of sober time, even though it consistently has never been different? Why do we keep repeating the same loop over and over and never learning and adapting from our experiences? When I finally got out of the loop and stopped drinking, I was shocked that I was so convinced that I would be able to learn to moderate. I tried for five years every day, even though I had never moderated before in my entire life? Why did I stay committed for so long? And why was it so hard for me to recognize that I'm just not someone who can drink alcohol? There are some studies that look at the flexibility of people with alcohol use disorder. Not how flexible our bodies are, but how flexible our minds are and how able they are to learn new information or to detect errors and correct them. Studies have found that people with alcohol use disorder have a compromised ability to detect errors in their behavior and adapt. And that makes sense because we keep drinking and expecting a different result when we've had the same result consistently for years. A 2019 study published in Alcohol looked at the cognitive flexibility of macaw monkeys who were self-administering alcohol. Macaw monkeys show genetic, endocrinological, neuroanatomical, and metabolic similarity to humans. And within macaw monkeys, there are a lot of differences on which ones end up drinking daily to intoxication. They assessed their cognitive flexibility before they were given access to alcohol and found that cognitive flexibility was lower in the group that eventually went on to become heavy drinkers. Other studies have determined that reduced performance on cognitive flexibility tasks reflects behavior that is more under the control of prevailing stimuli than on the outcome of the behavior. So stimuli are things in our environment that influence our behavior. So it seems that having low cognitive flexibility means that things in the environment have a much greater influence on your behavior than the actual outcome of the behavior. So where most people can weigh the pros and cons to determine what their action should be, people who are predisposed to drink heavily will think less of the potential outcome of their drinking and more on what is going on around them in that immediate moment. So what this means to me is that having low cognitive flexibility means that you are very reactive to what is going on around you, not proactive. Proactive people consider the stimuli around them, consider what's happened in the past when they've done that behavior, and consider what their future priorities are before making a decision. Reactive people don't really consider. Stuff happens around them, they feel some sort of way about it, and then they do something. So from the studies I've read, it seems that having less cognitive flexibility, so less able to adapt and learn from your behavior, is associated with being a more reactive person. So pre-alcohol performance on the cognitive flexibility tasks also predicted which monkeys would become gulpers and which would become sippers, which is really important. If you're gulping down alcohol, then you're going to get pretty drunk and you're going to consume a lot of alcohol. 
In a 2020 follow-up study on the same group of monkeys that I just talked about, they had them binge drink for 30 days straight and assess their cognitive flexibility while they were sober. At first, all the monkeys performed the same and the heavy drinkers maintained their performance on the cognitive tests. However, as the researchers began to change the tasks, the heavy drinkers started to make a lot more errors. It seems the information they had learned before drinking was maintained, but they struggled to learn new information. Overall, they found that the heavy drinkers lacked the flexibility required to adapt to new situations. Flexibility allows us to adjust our behavior depending on changes to learned associations in our environment. Chronic heavy drinking prevents us from being able to make new associations and break old ones, and it shifts our focus towards sensory motor inputs like what we see, hear, and smell. So we're more focused on the stimuli we are receiving from our environment in the immediate moment than the things that we're learning or reflecting on our past behavior. Studies have found that chronic heavy drinking changes our behavioral control from flexible and goal-directed to inflexible and compulsive. And this shift occurs due to changes that long-term heavy drinking has on the prefrontal cortex and the ventral striatum, which are involved in reward processing and reinforcement learning. In sobriety, we need to move away from habitual automatic behaviors and into more goal-directed behaviors. So in addition to learning coping strategies, we also have to learn to consider the future. Not the future like 20 minutes from now, but like tomorrow or a week later or a month later. A 2017 study looked at recently detoxed patients and found that those who had high alcohol expectancies and exhibited low levels of goal-directed behaviors relapsed. So this means that if you think alcohol is going to be positive for your life, either in helping you socialize or relieving boredom and negative emotions, and you don't do the work to learn to be proactive, then it's much more likely that you will relapse. We talked about positive alcohol expectancies and how they relate to struggling to stay sober in episode 30, if you missed that one. One of the main problems with drinking is that we keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. We think that we'll be able to control it or drink normally, and then the exact same outcome happens like it always has in the past. This is what cognitive inflexibility is all about. It's an inability to update information in your mind that guides your decision making. If you're basing your decisions on outdated and incorrect information, then you're going to continue to make the same decision over and over again. A 2021 study looked at rodents that were selectively bred for excessive alcohol consumption. So they're also called alcohol-preferring rats. This study found that they all have cognitive inflexibility, and the degree of inflexibility was predictive of how much alcohol they would go on to drink. The researchers concluded that this is a stable trait that predisposes someone to heavy drinking, and it is heritable. So it is something that you inherit from your parents or that you're born with, being a less flexible person. So they focused on the prefrontal cortex in this study since it's a main area of the brain involved in decision making and other studies have found that this region is critical for suppressing emotional states 
generated by anxiety or other urgent cues. Since the prefrontal cortex is one of the areas that takes the biggest hit from heavy drinking, this means that when we're highly emotional, we have trouble controlling our behavior. This makes sense if you consider someone relapsing from a trigger. They are highly emotional and feel urgency about getting rid of the feeling. This study on rats found that impaired functioning of the prefrontal cortex may contribute to both inflexibility and excessive drinking. So we may start out being less flexible, but then the more alcohol we drink, the worse this problem becomes, leading us to drink even more alcohol. So this is one reason why addiction is progressive and why it doesn't improve and why you can't change the way that you drink. The areas of the brain that are designed to learn from our experiences and make appropriate decisions get more and more damaged by our addiction. A 2019 study looked at non-human primates and humans and taught them a sequence of steps that led to a reward. They had two species of non-human primates, including capuchin monkeys and macaw monkeys. After the sequence was reinforced many times, they taught the participants an alternative strategy that was significantly more efficient for getting the same reward. Right away, 70% of the non-human primates started using the new strategy to get the reward compared to one human or 1.7% of the human group. Eventually, 100% of the non-human primates began using the new strategy compared to only 39% of the humans. This study shows that for humans, once we learn a strategy one way, we stick to it forever and are very resistant to change even when a better method comes along. Once you learn that alcohol helps you relax, helps you feel more comfortable socializing, relieves boredom, enhances your experiences, enhances your ability to connect with your partner or on new dates, and makes you feel happy, it's hard to stop doing that even when future you continues to suffer over and over. So this study shows how inflexible humans are compared to our non-human primate relatives. So hopefully at this point, I have convinced you that being flexible is critical to your happiness and success in sobriety. And there are a few ways that you can develop cognitive flexibility. So let's go over five of them. Number one, break your routine. Do you go to the same grocery store at the same time every week? Do you have the same after work routine every day where you sit on the couch and watch TV? Do you go to the same restaurants on the weekend? Do you eat the same exact meals all the time? Go to a different grocery store on a different day. Go to the gym after work or take a walk instead of going straight to the couch. The more routine your life becomes, the more inflexible you become and the more resistant you are to trying new things. When I was drinking, I did the same things over and over, which was basically just sitting around drinking in different locations. The first time I ever stopped drinking, when I decided to do a one-week sober challenge, I went to a grilled cheese festival in a nearby town. I had never done anything like that before. We got to try a bunch of different samples of grilled cheese, and it was really, really fun. If instead I stopped drinking but sat around my house and did nothing, or even worse, went to my day drinking bar and sat around without drinking, then I would have been pretty miserable. Force yourself to try new things and get out of your routine. An easy one is if you have a routine where you go on a walk, do your loop in the reverse direction. Even small changes help give your brain a workout. 
Number two, learn something new. Take an exercise class you've never tried before. I tried Brazilian jiu-jitsu when I was trying not to drink. It was fun and I felt cool doing something new. You could try to learn a new language, read a book in a genre you've never tried before, do something artistic or creative, learn a new instrument. Learning keeps your brain active and prevents you from falling into a repetitive rut where your brain can basically shut off because everything you do is so habitual and routine. So switch it up and step out of your comfort zone. And if whatever you try sucks, you don't have to do it again. Number three, go to therapy. If you've been here for a bit, you probably knew I would say that one because I always tell you to go to therapy. But go work with a therapist to learn to become a more adaptive thinker. Cognitive behavioral therapy is especially good for this. It helps you analyze your current thinking and see how that impacts your decisions and the outcomes that you get. Maybe you feel sad every weekend that your friends don't ask you to hang out and no one invites you everywhere. But with more flexible thinking, you might realize that you never reach out to them or ask them to hang out either. Number four, talk to people you wouldn't normally talk to. Having exposure to people from different cultural backgrounds has been shown to improve cognitive flexibility too. A good way to meet new people would be doing an activity you've never done before. You'll be exposed to people you wouldn't normally see. And number five, develop self-awareness. This is something you can also do with the help of a therapist. Self-awareness allows you to think about and consider different options before acting. This helps you analyze your behavior and the outcomes that you get. Becoming more self-aware can also help with taking ownership and responsibility for your life. If you're living in victim mentality and constantly blaming other people for your problems, then a perspective shift will allow you to become more flexible. The research tells me that the more inflexible we are, the more we're going to drink and the more at risk we are for returning to drinking if we're sober. A really good thing that you can do for your sobriety is to work on becoming a more flexible person because that allows you to learn from the past and adapt your behavior instead of repeating the same behavior over and over but expecting that it's going to be different and then blaming yourself when it's still not different. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you could share it with someone. It helps get the word out there and get this information to people who could really benefit from it. And if you're not following the podcast, please make sure to click that follow button. That helps get the show in front of more people who need this information. And I will talk to you next week. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. 
I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.